0: Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. This is Coach Prep episode number 15. It's going to be published on January tenth, 2020. So Don, we want to say thank you to our presenting sponsor, It Up FP. It Up is an app for your phone. It's going to help you with all your team communication, uh, sharing information about your team with other people that are interested. It sort of has a lot of uh, different aspects uh, available to you uh, for sharing information within a team, Uh, schedules and all that kind of good stuff but also posting outstanding accomplishments and things that you want to share with fans and friends and and other people that might be interested so
1: Tori, if you're a listener out there and and uh you know maybe not the coach you need to mention it up fp to uh all of your coaches that you're working with right now or to the you know the people that are organizing your leagues and things like that to try and get them to jump on board right absolutely
0: Um, And and for all our coaches, I'm just going to tell you, go to cleatedup.com, you're going to find out that this is the tool you have to have. It's going to solve all that aggravation that you're dealing with, um, trying to get information to your players, trying to share information with people that are interested in your program. It is a one-stop shop for all your communication needs. And it's free. And and free is good. Yeah. So um, our discussion today, Don, we wanted to get into, uh, now that the spring season is upon us, uh, the... College kids are all going back to school. And uh, those of us that are uh, uh, here in, in our part of the country are starting to crank it up to get ready for spring travel ball. You know, Obviously, a lot of other parts of the country, they're getting ready for spring school ball. But the softball season is uh, going to be cranked up here in earnest. And one of the things that I think is important for us as coaches is to expose our players to the highest level of the game that we possibly can, to give them an opportunity to see the game played and to see it uh, played by the very best players that we possibly can expose them to. Uh, So one of the uh, challenges that I wanted to throw out there for our coaches is to look at ways and look for possibilities for you to expose your players to the college game. So depending upon where you live, obviously for some of you it's going to be easier than others. For some of you it's going to be a little bit more challenging. But uh, pick a day on your calendar and instead of practicing for four hours that Saturday, go take your kids to a game.
1: No, absolutely. Uh,
0: or, or a practice even. You know, I've, I've always advocated that seeing practice is a, is a better uh, uh, indicator. indicator for a prospective player if they're interested in a school or not than even seeing a game. But if you take them to a game day, get there early, watch the warm-ups, watch the pregame routine, watch all those things that those college kids are doing... And uh, let your players get immersed in that experience of what it looks like to play it at the very highest level. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to be able to go see UCLA or um, Alabama or uh, one of those kinds of schools to have that same kind of experience. What I've learned personally is that by getting your kids involved with seeing a college team perform, it's going to be a great benefit for you as you're trying to go back to working with your your prospective team.
1: Tori I think that's great advice for sure and you know time gets away from us we we get to that point where we're getting to our you know recruitable age and all of a sudden it's a mad dash and our weekends are really filled up with playing and and practicing and um, you know doing all the things we've been doing leading up to that point if we had been along the way trying to figure out where we can go and take a peek at some of these different schools and you know, like you said, Alabama and Georgia, and you know UCLA and a lot of these big schools are kind of fun to go see. But reality is, is that most of us are not going to be playing there. Right. There's a small few that will, and and if we've done the legwork along the way, did like you said, plan some weekends to go look at different schools, we'll uh, be a lot more confident and a lot more secure in the decisions that we're about to have to make.
0: Right. Well, and one of the things that I have gained uh, when I was uh, first started coaching the, uh, at uh, uh, the high school level. And we were fortunate. We ended up uh, building a pretty good high school program and, and having a pretty high level of success. And it's just one of those things that you learn as, as you spend a lot of time in coaching that human nature is is the enemy. And if you have a group of kids, no matter what level they're at, if they're having success, they start to think that they're as good as they need to be. Sure. You know. Well, we, we've won the conference three years in a row. We must be awesome. You know, we've you know we've won a state championship. We must be awesome. You know, we've won a whatever. You know. Uh, PGF National Championship. We must be awesome, and some of that is true. Um, but I can remember coaching at whitnell High School, and thinking, "Dang, you know, we got a great team." And and you know, again, this is a long time ago. This is you know back in the '80s and um, uh, early '90s for our players. You know, not all of them were dreaming of playing college softball. So it wasn't that it was a recruiting tool as much, um, and and a, an opportunity for them to to learn things that were going to benefit them in their search for a college program. It was a reality check of how good, really good is. Right. <laughs> you know, and so you know, you know, kind of a weird twist of fate, um, the closest college program to us that we could get to see was the University of Wisconsin Parkside, which later on I ended up being the coach at Parkside, went, went there uh, uh, several years later. And uh, you know, we'd been having a you know, really successful uh, couple of seasons, and it was one of those uh, uh, situations where you know, I saw on the schedule that Parkside was playing on a Saturday. And uh, we uh, decided instead of practicing that Saturday, we are going to take the day make a team thing of it. And we went down and watched them play. So, you know, kids had, you know, kind of a field trip. And in that field trip, you know, we got together, got to spend some time. We, you know, got a bus, you know, of course, a yellow school bus. Made a day of um, it, yeah. Uh, rode on down there together. And, you know, we stopped at McDonald's or whatever for lunch, you know, went in and watched them warm up. And, and the looks on the faces of my players was priceless. You know, all of a sudden, you know, their eyes were huge, and they had this look on their face, like, "Wow, look how good they are! You know, look how amazing they, Big are. they are, and how yeah. strong and talented and athletic fast, they were." Yeah. And you know, again, this is you know early '90s, so you know, we're not talking about the the games not on TV every day. You didn't have a chance to to see it, and and honestly, an awful lot of kids weren't aspiring to be college players. But for me as a coach, it was gigantically valuable because now these kids that had Kind of gotten a little full of themselves, maybe a little bit uh, you know overconfident in their ability, had a chance to look around and go, Whoa, wait a second, a there's humbled. a whole nother world to this. yeah, you know and and we had uh you know a pitcher on our on our high school team that ended up being a great college pitcher. But I think part of why uh, Wendy ended up becoming a great college pitcher is she went from being a hard thrower who could just overwhelm most high school hitters. She was
1: she was really good, Tori. Yeah, yeah she but, was good. <laughs> she wasn't. I mean, yeah. she
0: wasn't really good as a sophomore. Right, right. And um, and all of a sudden, you know, she went from you know getting a lot of strikeouts and overwhelming people without really knowing where the ball was going to watching a college pitcher who could hit a dime. Right. And if that dime didn't get called a strike, could move the ball over a dime. To get it, called a strike.
1: When when you just said her name, my eyes opened because she yeah. she was really she good. She yeah. was good. She yeah. threw hard. Yeah. And she, she was a good she, pitcher. She became
0: great. Yeah. But I think part of you know the the con- one of the things that contributed to that was her getting a chance to gain some experience by you know seeing college players, working with some college players at some camps and clinics that it kind of put into perspective for her. Yeah, I'm good, but right, I could be a lot kept better. Her working hard and it kept yep. her working hard. Yeah. And you know so so for us as coaches, I think that that. Um, motivation value of letting our players see the game played at the highest level. Now, you know, obviously things have changed drastically. Now, you know, a lot of kids now aspire to play college softball, but as you mentioned earlier, you know, not every kid's going to play at Oklahoma or UCLA or or Florida or, right. or those kinds of places. So it's great if we can take our kids to see some of those kinds of games.
1: Well, and I think Tori, and you mentioned like the television. When I watch a a, a good college ball game on on TV. Or if I watch Major League Baseball, everything looks smooth and it looks timely, and everything looks comfortable for all the people that are competing at that time on TV. But when you go watch a real game or if you go and catch for somebody that you know is really throwing hard, like those kids that are out there, um, it's a whole different perspective. Right. So if you can get out there and watch it uh, in live time, yeah, in person, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's a, a much more intimidating or a, a lot more. Uh, uh, gives you a better perspective of what's really happening, right? It's it's interesting. It, it's it's, yeah.
0: a, it's an amazing experience. So, coaches, yeah. here's our, here's our challenge to you. We want you to look at your schedule, pick a day, a Saturday or a Sunday or something. Look at the calendars and the schedules of the schools that are within reason for you to get to. And, unf- and unfortunately, there's a just a handful of places that I think we're talking about distances that are too great. You know, if if you're in you know, someplace that the closest college softball program is seven, eight, ten hours away. You know, it's probably not realistic yeah. for us to think that you're going to grab your kids and throw them in the bus and and spend a Saturday going to watch a game. Um, but if you've got the the ability to get to see one, plan a day around it. Make it a field trip. You know, you know, maybe you spend a little bit of time. You know, making it fun. You know, doing some things to to spice it up. And you know, like to stop for dinner. Stop for you know stop for breakfast. Whatever it is, depending upon when the game is you know, make some signs to cheer for the team, you know, you know, adopt a player so that there's somebody that you're going to, going to cheer really for. Razz up. Yep. Know, may, maybe there's a player that's on that roster that, uh, is from, you know, from your town your or hometown. from your area, nice. um, but pick some things to, you know, to kind of you know, add a little zip and pip to it, but make sure you get there early. You know, if, if the gates open at noon, be there at 1145 waiting, you know, when the, when the gates open, get in there and and you know walk around in the stadium or walk around the field a little bit, kind of get you know watch a feel and listen. Look for it. Look at the different facilities. Look at the different uh, you know positives and 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 even some potential negatives in, in how a facility is set up. And you know, when those players come out and start stretching, start you know doing their pre-game warm-up stuff, pay attention to all those things. If if you're as a coach, tell your outfielders you know watch what those outfielders are doing in their pre-game drills. You know watch what the infielders are doing. And you know, one of the things that uh, yeah, you know, I was lucky enough last year, my son and I got to go watch Florida play. We got there early, watched the pregame. And, you know, I, I stole about a dozen ideas of things from both teams. It was, uh, University of Florida and Mercer University, you know, so, you know, two people that I'm friends with, but two people that I had not seen their pregame routine as much as, uh, as I did that day. You know, and I came back with a list of four or five things to add to our pregame routine that nice. I think made us a better nice. team. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so, you know, make it, a, make it a learning opportunity and give your kids the oppor- you know, the chance to see what that game at that next level looks like. And now you might be lucky enough that you've got kids on your team that are Oklahoma or, or you know, UCLA kinds of players, and that's sure. great. Yeah. But then those kids still benefit from seeing what it is that they're going to be getting into. Absolutely. But all your kids are going to benefit because they're going to see how hard they work, how dedicated they are, the things that they're doing, um, what the game looks like at that level. you know. Then obviously when you're watching the game, you teach them to watch the whole game. So again, if you're an outfielder, you don't necessarily just watch the ball get pitched to the hitter. You spend a little bit of time watching what those outfielders are doing.
1: Yeah, their first movement, yeah. their anticipative how, skills. You know, yeah. how,
0: how they're getting ready. You know, If you're the shortstop, watch what the shortstop's doing. And you know, not necessarily, because you know, you're going to learn a lot from watching what she does when the ball never gets hit to her.
1: And if we're not quite at that level, it's kind of showing us where we could be if we right. do work hard, right?
0: Yeah, if, if you're a, a 12-year-old player. You've got time. And you, and you look at what the, the starting shortstop at UCLA is doing or the you know, starting shortstop at University of Washington is doing. And you're sitting there thinking, wow, look at all that stuff. Look at how amazing that is. Well, then you can start to aspire to what that is. They were 12 just like us. Right. right? And, and I think that that's one of the the messages that's so important in this opportunity. If you take your players and expose them to what that looks like, you never know what it's going to spark in a player. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, Sis Bates didn't become the greatest shortstop in women's softball by accident. At some point in time, something sparked in her. The just, desire to make says, herself wanna, into that. I want to be that. Yeah, yeah. And and it, it might have been going to a UCLA or Washington game when she was a kid. Right. And you know, you know, she got to see Natasha Watley play yep. shortstop. And go, yep. oh, man. man. It'd be cool to be like her. To be that. Yeah. You know, it'd be yeah. cool to be that great. Um. And so you never know what you know what uh, you know dominoes you're going to send into motion uh, by being in that position. But so uh, make a day of it, plan for it. Now, if you're unfortunately in one of those situations where that just isn't possible, then watching games on TV as a team can have some benefit, but nowhere near as much benefit as seeing it in person. Because, Don, I think you hit that nail right on the head. On TV, everything looks so polished and smooth. smooth. It's, yeah. it's, it's hard sometimes to... Timely. E- even when a team struggles. You know, and There have been times that uh, you know, you'll, you'll flip on a game and it'll be a, a situation where a team just does not have a good day even then, it's kind of glossed over because you you know you don't really feel it the, the way you do when you're in the, the ballpark of it.
1: Yeah, no, that's exciting.
0: Yeah, and so now, and the flip side is, if you're lucky enough and and your kids are of the age, where seeing a team practice is a possibility. That's something I would recommend too. Um, you know, once upon a time, it used to be really easy. You know, college coaches could pretty much open the doors, and anybody who wanted to come and watch were allowed to. Now, you know you're, there's still some benefit in going to a college campus and, and looking around, but uh, the uh, uh, open-door policy of being able to just go in and see practices isn't necessarily as true as it used to be.
1: No, and that's kind of an evolving thing as well, and they change the rules from time to time. Most of those coaches will do everything they're, they're legally able to without. Right. And when we say legally, it's just that uh, they don't want to make a player ineligible to be recruited because they made an infraction along the way right so that would and they would know what they're able to do and not able to do but right um, to me Tori just seeing the setting of the campus and being familiar with uh, you know how how things lay out if the practice field is near the living quarters or you know if the, the campus is nice and tight or if it's in a, a more of a city uh, setting as we start getting to that recruiting age we'll have a better understanding of you know, what we're comfortable with or what right. we like or what we're really looking for right. as well in an environment there.
0: Yeah, and, and just looking at our part of the country. So let's say you're a team from California and you're coming to play in a, let's say a national event. at Maybe even, let's say you land in Atlanta, but you're going to like Spartanburg or someplace, you know, that, you know, that they just built this beautiful complex outside of Spartanburg called Tiger River that hosts some really big showcases and big events. So if, if you're going to there, going to Tiger River to play in a showcase, let's say you're coming from California or Texas, you're going to land in Atlanta, you're going to get in your rental vans and you're going to drive, depending upon traffic, you know, it's going to be a four hour, three hour trip. Well, between the airport and Atlanta, you could stop and look at Georgia Tech, Georgia State, Kennesaw State, Emory. On your way out of town, you could look at Georgia, Georgia Gwinnett. As you continue on up the highway, you're going to have Furman and South Carolina upstate. Um you know, before you get to you know, and you know, Augusta State and all kinds of schools, GCSU's, you know, and, yeah, that are you know, each cover, level cover yeah. the whole spectrum. Yeah, and so you know, let, let's say um, you're that coach and you're trying to expose your kids to some opportunities. You know, if you're coming from far away to play in a showcase in this part of the country, it's because you probably think you have kids that are interested. Right. You know, the Legacy Showcase has got teams coming from all over the country. Well, if you're coming to the Legacy Showcase, come a day early. And, you know, give your kids, you know, a, a day to road trip to look at some of these different campuses. No if, doubt. If they're a kid that's aspiring to play at the highest level, then they can go visit Georgia and Georgia Tech and uh, Georgia State and, and Kennesaw State. If they're interested in, you know, maybe a little bit smaller school a D2 or, or, or a three um, or... high academic school, yep. they can tour Emory. You can go to Piedmont. There's tons of schools that are all within that, you know, one day drivable, easily tourable circuit. And so you, know, you might not get to see a practice that day, but you're certainly going to get a chance to see the campus. You're going to get a chance to see the facilities. You'll probably going to get a chance to walk around on the softball complex and look around a little bit. And all those things are valuable. And, and I think what we want to talk about and why I wanted us to talk about this today is to encourage our coaches to start building some we'll of those things plan. in. Yeah. When I was a college coach, we used to always try to build in something a sightseeing, uh, sightseeing thing. something you know, and, yep. historical on a trip. Yep. Um, because we wanted our players to to experience something when we went to Charleston besides the ballpark, right? Or, you, know, you know, same we went, chain
1: link fence. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. when
0: we went to Tucson, we didn't want them to just see the the stadium. We wanted them to see you know the the countryside. And so um, it's important, I think, for us now as we're looking at travel ball coaches, school ball coaches, to expose your kids to this opportunity. They're going to learn a lot. You know, obviously some of it has potential for recruiting help and and those kinds of things, but I think it's also going to be great for their motivation. Absolutely. And and they start to think about, you know, an opportunity for me to do more with this game. There's, you know, obviously a chance for me to see what the best players playing the game of fast pitch softball look like and aspire to be like them. You know, maybe you are an average player, but uh, you're a great student and you go to visit a school... Um, and, and, you know, there's a player there that's, uh, very similar to you, maybe not the most athletic kid, but she's going to be a doctor because she chose to go to Piedmont to play softball.
1: Right. And I think too, as you say, uh, Piedmont, we'll say Piedmont and Georgia College and State University. If somebody visited one school and, uh, you know, the other said, Hey, we would really love for you to come and visit. And I told you that, Hey, that's just like Piedmont, the school you visited you know the setting the city the town right all that type of thing then you might say hey that would be really exciting because i really like that yeah and you'd be more familiar and um and then of course the opposite if it was a a setting that you weren't comfortable with being too small or whatever then you might not spend the time to right. to, to work with that so yeah.
0: and, and and i think you hit on a good point don there's a lot of information available to our players when we put them in a position to give them the opportunity to learn some things yeah you know um, you know helping them see the game played at the highest possible level i think is a is a great tool and it's something that if we do it as coaches we are going to reap the benefit i promise you those whitnell high school kids came back to practice that next practice with a fire in their eyes that i had never seen before because they came away from energy the, level of that, yeah, of that from yep. that day of watching parkside play going oh my gosh Look, look at how good those players really are. You that know, could be me for, if. Yeah, and I know yep. for, for Wendy, it was like a light bulb moment to see, wait a second, she's throwing a, harder than I am, and she can throw that ball right where she wants it to go every time she throws it. Right, I love it. You know, isn't, 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 wouldn't that be great for us if, if we can let somebody else's success or somebody else's accomplishments help our players be motivated?
1: And, and also, Tori, I think that uh, as kids make their choices on where they want to go to school and play ball, if they've researched and looked and and really been thorough about the process that their confidence that their choice is the right one is huge. Yeah, that's a huge difference maker to
0: me. Yeah, cuz we haven't talked about the portal yet, but we'd like to see oh, less kids less in Less kids in the portal. Less yeah. kids in the portal, more kids happy with the schools that they, they choose. choose. Yeah. So so coaches, I understand your challenge. You're thinking, well, I only get one practice this week. I can't take that time off. Well, I think that it's a trade-off, but I think that what you will gain will be way more beneficial than you might expect it to. And that's why I wanted us to talk about it today, you know, because I was doing the same thing when we were thinking about taking a day off.
1: Every minute practice was it's like thinking about. You know, yep.
0: I started off thinking about, well, what am I going to miss? What are we not going to be able to work on? Are we going to be ready for our game on Tuesday if we don't practice on Saturday? And right. when I think back on it now, I can't believe I was dumb enough to think that it wasn't a good thing.
1: You tell everybody to hit a little bit more on your own this week because yep. we're
0: going to be doing a, a road trip. Yeah, yep. and it was it was a breakthrough moment. So I th- like I said, I, I would strongly recommend it. Find a team or a school that's close enough that you can take your team to uh, to check it out. Show them what that game looks like at the next level. And I think you're going to be very pleasantly surprised for the impact it's going to have on your team. No doubt. So that's... Coach Prep episode number 15. As always, Coach Don and I are looking for input. If you have suggestions or ideas, things that you would like us to talk about, please contact us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. As always, check out our presenting sponsor, which is Cleated Up FP. Get it up. Cleated Up. CleatedUp.com an app that you will use that will solve all your team communication issues. Uh, check it out. It's free, and you will love it. It's a, it's a guarantee.
1: Tory Recruiting Seminar. we gotta, we got to get everybody going over there to FastPitchPrep.com and check out both the YouTube videos and the recruiting seminar.
0: Yep, FastPitchPrep.com is our website. It's got a ton of good information for you there as well. So if you have any questions at all, suggestions, comments, ideas, as always, please reach out to us at Everything Fast pitch at gmail.com or fastpickstrap at gmail.com so for Coach Don McKinley this is Coach Corey Atchison in the Cherokee Batting Rings podcast studio saying thanks for listening and we'll talk to you again next week